you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And yes, I am really excited to be here today after a Missouri victory. And you know what? A very encouraging Missouri victory, in my humble opinion, especially after going back and really taking a deep dive into the coaches' cam, if you will, the All-22. Yes, we moved our season tickets this season. I'm in the top of the south end zone, kind of right in the middle between the uprights and You know what? That gives me the absolute perfect vantage point for Coach's Cam, the Madden Cam, if you will. And I tell you, I've already realized this is going to provide a lot of value for me as the host of Locked on Mizzou and, of course, then for you, the listeners. And here's the deal. If you came away discouraged by the Central Michigan result, well, I got a lot of reasons to tell you why you should be encouraged. But first, I do want to tell you that the NFL season is, of course, about to start, and nobody covers it like we do right here at Locked On. And continuing through Wednesday, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division. So just follow Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts for free. Now, first of all, yesterday I spent a lot of time watching back over 100 snaps from this ball game, and the biggest takeaway that I didn't realize while watching the game live, and this is why it's really important in football, there's so much going on, 22 guys on the field at the same time, it's important to go back and actually break down every play, rewind, watch some different players, what they were doing on the field. And what became immediately obvious is that Steve Wilkes, Missouri's defensive coordinator, for all the talk of, hey, we're going to play lots of zone defense and all this stuff, well, in week one, that was the 2020 Missouri defense. That was Ryan Walter's defense. They played single high safety and tight man-to-man defense basically the entire game. Now, there was a few exceptions on third and 10. They mixed it up a couple times, but for the most part, They showed Kentucky nothing for next week. If they were trying to get a read on what the Steve Wilkes defense looks like this season, good luck. That's what I would say. If you're an analyst for Kentucky, good luck showing your coaching staff anything that you didn't already learn from the Missouri game last year. So I thought that was really, really interesting that Mizzou basically decided, hey, we're going to show them absolutely nothing, not only on defense, but on offense too, quite honestly. Even the quote-unquote cute plays that Missouri ran, the shovel pass to Nico Hay, for instance, well, that's a play Missouri ran last year a couple times. Again, showing them nothing new whatsoever. And the little The jet sweep action, they sort of got the defense going the wrong way and just a little quick dump off to Tyler Beatty that he took for a touchdown. Again, a great play, a well-designed play, but something that Mizzou definitely put on film last year. 
But what's really interesting about that is, well, obviously Missouri didn't exactly blow the doors off of Central Michigan, right? They kind of let them hang around in the game by basically letting that quarterback for Central Michigan, the, the transfer from Washington, by the way, he was a big upgrade from what they had last season at quarterback. I'll promise you that. Tough guy, too. He took some huge hits in the second half and still hung in there. But overall, the fact that Missouri just literally played almost the same defense for 90% of the snaps, to my eyes, and they still managed to come away with a victory. Guess what? Second half, yes, they did blitz more, but it was, again, still man-to-man blitzes, stuff they've put on film before. So the fact that they were still able to come away with a fairly comfortable victory in the fourth quarter, game was never really in doubt at that point. I'm sure some people were complaining on Twitter and were uncomfortable when it was 14-7. to I mean, I even turned off. I stopped filming in the third quarter at one point because I was like, listen, I, I just want to sit here and watch the game for a little bit. Fortunately, Missouri got comfortable. I pulled out my phone again, started videoing. And by the way, I'll put some of this stuff out on social media as we go along in the week. Hopefully, you all will enjoy that. And certainly, I'm going to get better at the whole videography aspect as we go along here. But again, my big takeaway here, Missouri, especially on defense, showed Kentucky absolutely nothing new. It was really fascinating to just watch Steve Wilkes run the Ryan Walters defense in week one. And and fortunately, against Central Michigan, that was good enough. I promise you next week you're going to see a lot more different types of coverages, especially zone coverages against Kentucky. And you know what? From the little I saw from the Wildcats in week one, we're going to need it. They look like an improved squad in that passing game. And we'll talk just maybe a tiny bit about the Wildcats coming forward, but definitely more as the week heads on. But mostly, I want to talk about Connor Bazelak going forward. You know what? He took a few deep shots in that game and only hit one of them. But overall, again, this is where film is helpful. I was really encouraged by what I saw from Bazelak and Dominic Lovett, despite the fact that a couple of those shots didn't connect. I think we got something there, folks. And I want to talk all about Connor and that Missouri receiving core. And, of course, the defensive backs as well. Caleb Evans really showed out. But you know what? First, I want to tell you guys about Stat Hero, which is a different way to play daily fantasy sports. And, frankly, we need a different way to play daily fantasy sports because 85% of the people who play that particular game, well, they lose So you know what? Is it really that surprising when you think about it? All these people with thousands of lineups, all these experts who have more tools, more time. It's just tough. It really is. It's tough to beat those people. So that's why we have Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts you in control and winning within actual reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups. They dare you to beat them. It's you versus the house, sort of like blackjack, right? You know what the house has. They're showing you a card face up. So you name your stakes, winner, take all. You have the advantage, Stat Hero. That's what it's all about. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. They're giving you a 300% match. Folks, that is unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. Another thing that was obvious on film yesterday is that 
Central Michigan was daring Missouri to beat them deep, especially in the first half in Saturday's ball game. And you saw that first play, second play of the game, I believe, Basilak, play-action pass, goes up top, gets a deep shot to Boo Smith for about a 60-yard gain or something like that. I, I mean, really, the, the, the safeties in the first half were just daring Missouri to throw it deep. And unfortunately, that was the one deep shot that actually connected for Missouri. But there were other times where, to me, Connor Bazelak not only threw good balls, but made the right decision. He had Dominique Lovett isolated on the outside on the left side of the field in that first half, threw a great ball, made a great decision. It was an obvious read. The the safeties were playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, for instance. Well, you watch Jelani Williams, for the most part, when he was playing free safety for Missouri, he was about probably 15 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage. So that gives you an idea of how aggressive Central Michigan was being in the back end. And so therefore, guess what? Drew Locke, or I'm sorry, Drew Locke, Connor Basilak recognizes this, looks to his left, fires it up to Dominique Lovett, and in my mind, throws a really accurate, safe pass to his outside. But you know what? Lovett, frankly, needs to get two hands on that football. I don't know why he only put up one hand. He's trying to, I don't know, make some Odell Beckham spectacular catch, but that was a teachable moment there. Let's not try to make the spectacular play. Let's just make the play, for God's sakes. And as much as I love Toski Dove, he had a moment like that on a deep shot with Connor later in the game as well. Another really nice pass by Basilak. And Connor had another deep shot to love it. Again, just off the mark. No, Nobody was at fault there. It was just one of those deals. I mean, you're throwing the ball 50 yards down the field. It's not always going to be perfect. I get it. So to me... The only bad one, there was another play-action pass where Connor, I, I believe it was Boo Smith downfield. I'm forgetting who the receiver was now. But the ball was definitely thrown too far and sort of behind the receiver. So that was the only bad one to me. Even though Connor, if you look at the stats on passes you know, 25-plus yards downfield, he hit one out of five. He hit that early pass to Boo Smith for about 60 yards. But to me... I gave him four out of five in terms of actually making a good decision and throwing the ball where it needed to be. Even the, the one that he missed, to me, it was still a great decision. It was still obviously the throw he should have made. I'm glad that he's not afraid to unleash a deep pass right now. And I'm telling you, the accuracy was pretty darn good. Wasn't perfect, but I was really encouraged by what I saw by Basilak this week. I thought his decision-making was really sound, other than maybe one throw I thought maybe, ooh, I thought, ooh, that could have been picked off. We got a little lucky there. That's going to happen. Again, it's football. It's not perfect, people. But to me, his his decision-making was, was just about 95% perfect. I'm really encouraged by what I saw from Basilak. And just, you know, Missouri in general looked like a, a clean Cleanly run, penalty, mostly free, sort of professional-like football team. They look like they know what they're doing out there. I don't think the Tigers are going to be spending a lot of time beating themselves this year. And again, getting back to the idea that Missouri showed nothing in this game, offensively or defensively, I was concerned at first that, again, before going back and watching this game again, 
that Missouri was throwing underneath a lot on third and long and only going one for 11 on third downs in the game. That's obviously ugly. you got to get better at that as we go forward here. But once again, if it's third and 10, I just don't see Missouri throwing, again, a wide receiver screen on third and 10 next week. I just don't see that happening against Kentucky. I think Eli has some tricks up his sleeve. I think he'll be much more aggressive in Lexington in week two. And coming up, I want to get into some more talk about individual players that I really thought showed out. Of course, one of those guys is Tyler Beatty, another a Caleb Evans, but you know what? Jelani Williams, boy, he was laying the wood. I'll tell you, there are some impressive guys. Chris Abrams drain as well. I thought had an excellent game, the converted wide receiver, but I want to talk about all of these individual players coming up. But first, let me tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever devised by mankind. And if you think that's hyperbole, well, you know what? I'm calling your bluff. Go to BuiltBar.com and prove me wrong because Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. You never know what you might find at BuiltBar.com. When you talk to a fan of this product, they're definitely passionate about their faves. You know mine is Cherry Barcia. But of course, regardless of which flavor you like, You know these bars are high in protein, low in cows, low in sugar, low in carbs. Yeah, you know that's what you want. So go to BuildBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuildBar.com. And of course, with college football underway, also the NFL is coming as well, and regardless of what you like to bet on, bet online is your spot for everything on the gridiron, including the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the planet Earth's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at bet online. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo as well. Bet on this Thursday's season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100, but also use the promo code Locked On for a 100% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, I know probably some of you are thinking, wow, this guy sounds like a sunshine pumper, doesn't he? Was he think Missouri's going to win the conference or something? No, well, yes, I'm very positive about what I saw, especially after taking a deep dive. This isn't an emotional reaction on my part. No, I had my emotional reactions in the stadium, but in the cold, cold darkness of my office on a Sunday morning, I thought Missouri looked good on film. I just did. I didn't quite see the argument that, oh my God, Missouri was basically at a stalemate up front either. I'm not saying Missouri dominated the game at the line of scrimmage, but I don't know. I, I Once again, I just thought schematically Missouri was so conservative that a lot of that factored into what you saw on the field and kept Central Michigan in the ball game. But at the same time, let's be realistic because while... I feel better about Missouri after week one. 
I actually feel worse about week two in some ways because I thought Kentucky, from the little bit I saw, even though not a great opponent, Louisiana Monroe, that looked like a different passing game to me. I'll have more on Kentucky, though, as we go forward in this week, but that looks like a different ball club offensively this year. So Missouri's definitely going to need to change up the defense, and they're going to need a lot of help, and I think more snaps from a guy like a Caleb Evans. You know, Missouri played, for as much as I talked about scheme and how predictable their defensive scheme was in week one, we know what helps any scheme, having a really good player. While basically all the corners were playing trail coverage, what I could see, from what I could see, excuse me, Caleb Evans did the best job of it by far. He was a blanket in coverage. He was all over Khalil Pimpleton when he had his chances against him and just was frankly excellent at every moment of the game that I could see. Really, he's got to have more snaps next week. He should play 90% of the game, I would say, considering how good he looked. Speaking of corners who looked good, well, Chris Abrams' drain looking really solid, I thought, especially in the second half. Chris Sheeran played that slot position in the first half more. And, you know, frankly, I just thought Abrams Drain was clearly the better player once you go back and look at it. I think he should start next week and be our slot corner. I really do. Thought he made an excellent, excellent open field tackle on Pimpleton at one point, a guy who may play in the NFL someday. Again, it's week one, not a lot of live tackling. Really nice tackle there by Chris Abrams Drain. Again, a converted receiver. I was duly impressed with him in week one. Nicely done, sir. Also a really nice touchdown catch, obviously, by Nico Hay. And I think that's a trend we could see. There's a guy, if we want to get more touchdown passes in the red zone, of course, more importantly, just getting touchdowns, period. Well, Nico Hay is a guy it seems like Basilak trusts there. You can see why. Tall kid, soft hands, seemingly. Hey, really nice catch there, and a guy, hopefully, if, if Hay takes a step here and can be a, a threat, as a, a big-time threat as a receiver, especially in the red area, man, that'll be a big-time plus. And obviously, by the way, Tyler Beatty, my goodness. I think he was even better in retrospect than I, than I realized live. You watch him on film again. He just made a spin move just in the open field at one point that I don't think most people even noticed. It didn't. It led to him getting an extra three or four yards or something like that. He is always on such balance as a runner, for one thing. He showed great patience yesterday as a runner. And frankly, he's just a more versatile player than Larry Roundtree. As much as I love Larry Roundtree, I think Beatty is actually the superior player, believe it or not. Beatty probably should have gotten more touches last year, to be really brutally honest with you, because as effective as he is in the running game, he's really, really dangerous in the passing game too. And you don't have to do that much with him either. It's not like you have to line him up and have him run crazy routes. Just run some misdirection and dump it off to him and give him a little space, get those linebackers flowing the wrong way like they did on Saturday, and guess what? He can take that ball 30 yards and go all the way. I tell you what, Eli Young, a pretty, pretty good replacement for Tyler Beatty, too. Sometimes people like the old lightning and thunder cliche, right? Have a big back and a small back, the change of pace. I tell you, I kind of like just having Eli Young 
being a kind of reasonable facsimile of what Tyler Beatty does. They're both explosive players, seem to be able to catch the ball, about the same size guys. I'll tell you, it's kind of helpful to be able to just, hey, if Beatty ever gets hurt or just needs a needs a break, we can bring in Eli Young and basically run the exact same offense. I think that's helpful, personally. You can always bring in Michael Cox or somebody if you really, really need that fourth and one tough yards or whatever, if you feel that's necessary. I don't know. Do we know that Tyler Beatty can't get that yards? I'm not sure that we do. Maybe the coaching staff feels confident there, too. So, I don't know. I think Beatty is an NFL player. I really do. I've been so impressed by him. Seems like a really fun guy, too. Number one, just a, a fun guy to root for. Great laugh. I love a guy with a great weird laugh. I have all the weird laughs in the world, as you might have. If you, if you know me well, you know I'm a weird laugher. So I like Tyler Beatty as a football player and a guy. I just really like this team. I know I sound like I'm probably a little bit over my skis at this point, getting excited about Tiger football, but that's what I do. I'm a big-time fan. I'm an optimist, and I just love this stuff, and I love that you're here with me. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to have football. And of course, I'm excited for this podcast. So joining me, join me the rest of this week. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. And of course, about Kentucky coming up right here on Locked on Mizzou. 